one, two, three, and four. You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon. And I'm Timothy. So this is episode 39 of Cinema Red Pill. And we've made a year doing podcasts. So that's super cool. Hooray. Just kudos to us. <laughs> it's been a year and we're still going, 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 going. I have a lot more planned. So, okay. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Uganda Film Festival, which uh, the... Do you say this is the fourth one? The fifth, actually. This is the fifth edition, um, edition of the Uganda Film Festival. For our, one of our first episodes, we also did the Uganda Film Festival, the, f- the fourth edition Just last it. year. Yeah. So this festival actually marks a big point for the podcast, which is super cool timing for me yeah. to do this. Yes. Um, and this time, of course, we'll be making comparisons to last time. Tim got to attend a bit more this time. Yeah. Things were really different this time. Actually, <laughs> this festival, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope one day, one day, one day, it surprises us somehow and yeah. blows our socks off with just being awesome in terms of arrangement, yeah. in terms of screenings, exactly. just the coverage of what they do and maybe putting some emphasis on some things. Yeah. I really don't know what they've been going for, but they put a lot of effort. They 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 make cool flyers, mm. they make advertisements, they they give they, awards. They of <laughs> they will always give yeah. awards. They'll always post. Um, they always have a big gala at the end of the day and give people money, not just mm. a plaque. People get money at the end of the day, but yeah. So um, I need to know that we are recording this on Thursday, the thirty first. So that means we're recording before they do the gala, which where the people are announced, the winners are announced, which will be tomorrow. So we don't know if we've watched the more the the the, the ones that will win. We don't know if we. Is it going to be tomorrow no, or it's tonight? Tomorrow, tomorrow, mm, okay. Friday. It's on Friday tomorrow night. Yeah, so that's exciting. So the films they show films on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at all the at the four main cinemas here. In Kampala, yeah. this is cinema red pill from Kampala. <laughs> <laughs> but they screen those films, then the award ceremony happens, and they reward the nominees. The nominees were announced about a week earlier, yeah, and the screenings were announced like a day before. A day before. <laughs> so, so your planning window. <laughs> I was actually worried that they were not going to show. Yeah. I was going to make noise. If they hadn't shown, you can't have a festival, <laughs> festival and not show films. I was corners. <laughs> I was extremely worried. Anyway, I'm just glad this is kind of over because seeing these films is hectic because of that time and the overlap of the good ones. Yeah. <sighs> it's so frustrating. So I think. Let me start our discussion with what we're going to do. We're first going to talk about the film that we both saw. Yeah. Which is Connie, Order from Above, directed by Ayeni Steve. So I was interested in this film from the as soon as they announced that it was a nominee. I'm like, yeah. great, because I really wanted to watch it. My interest in this film really peaked when he, um, Ayeni 
Steve won the Best East African Talent Award for the same film, Kwani Order from Above, uh, at the Zanzibar International Film Festival. And that award won him $1,000, which is really cool. And it just was getting an international award even before he got any acclaim from here. Yeah. It just put a big green light on him. So I was dying to see the film. And I saw it today, actually just came from seeing the film. And actually, before I set up the film, I actually don't know who is trying to focus on because exactly. we have a story. Exactly. So I don't know actually how to set up the story of this film because it focuses, it at times looks like it, it's focusing on a, on a young girl who's an abductee and is taken up by Connie's people. Or sometimes it's set up by the, the director himself who yeah. plays the the role of O.T., OT yeah. one of the soldiers of Connie. Yeah. And you don't know if it's actually even about Connie. And the problem is these people are off the screen for very a very long time. These All of these characters, for a long time, we're not quite seeing yeah. O.T. and we're not Same invested thing. in his story. Then they bring up the lady... And we're into her story. Then they start focusing on OT again. again yeah. Then there's many moments they're really focusing on Connie. But I would I would debate it's not about Connie. It, it is. It's not about it's Connie. About it's Connie. either about OT or the, the about OT and or Aguti. Yeah. Okay. So it starts by him taking over a school and raiding it and and taking them up to a camp where Connie is. They make this whole initiation process of meeting Connie. Now, Connie takes, not Connie himself, one of the soldiers takes a liking to Aguti. Actually, it's, you know, actually in the beginning, I think she, she was his girlfriend from before. Oti's girlfriend. Yeah, used to write But each he's other. not the one who yeah. picked her. Yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the other soldiers, soldiers picks her out and takes yeah. a liking to her and tells her to go and meet Connie. Yeah. And Connie takes a liking to her because she rejects having sex with him on the mm. first night and decides to marry her. And so we see this whole story of Aguti's... I don't want to relay the entire plot in yeah, the first yeah. line. Like we mentioned, Oti and Aguti and Oguti were married before this. So we go through their contradictions between he, the, him wanting to escape, her trying to escape, and Connie as a man. They try to give us also this view of who Connie was a man, as, as a man and what his motivations were and mostly about his belief in God and how he thought the Holy Spirit was That's moving true. him. That's actually a thing they push for in this film and try to explain why he was called the, it was called the, the Lord's Resistance, Resistance Army. Yeah. And the film tries to go deep into that. But yeah. So, uh, Tim, you can start on what, were you, what you thought about the film, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, again, as you said, uh, the film is called Kony Order from Above. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, as you said, the weird thing was that the movie wasn't solely about Connie. Not Actually, okay. Connie was a supporting actor in the movie. <laughs> so I think maybe the whole title was a bit of also a marketing thing because <laughs> it has that it can pull. You won't see a movie about Connie. Mm. So the movie, I like, I like its beginning, the opening, the archival footage that they use. They use all this old stuff showing like how the Wotan, how, how Wotan Northern Uganda was back then and how people suffered under Connie. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it takes. That's when now, because the story is the film is called Connie Order from Above. Yeah. So I I already knew about that whole thing of Connie saying that he's being pushed by the Holy Spirit to okay. take up this war. So when I went to watch it, I was going, hoping to see maybe this would would show us how maybe Connie 
you know, became Kony and he got this order from above <laughs> and took on this war, you get <laughs> So when I reached there and actually watched the film, I was completely confused at first. <laughs> but then after a while, I actually got into the story of Oti and this, as you say, the abducted Aguti, mm. whereby Oti, who is one of Kony's close, one of the closer soldiers to him in the army, actually has this conflicting loyalty. Should he run away from the camp and Kony and this whole thing, this whole thing is doing right now because even his his dad was the Michael Michael, Michael Wall, 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 was his was his dad, yeah. and as a scene where he comes and tells him, "I'm very proud of you and what you're doing and all that," so he has that thing of should he leave this cause he's, he's in right now or mm. should he run away with a goodie who he happens to like very much, and it made for a compelling story honestly because you could always feel that danger. I liked the person who my favorite actor, as I told you before, was the man who played Connie. I'm not sure about his name. I should check. Mm-hmm. I believe he was. I liked his performance. I liked, Why? I liked because you know, prob okay, most Ugandan actors. I think they have this thing to overdo the performance. You know, like if he's playing, a, if you're playing a stepmother, people know what they're going to see. You know, if you're playing, say a warlord, like if I, I told you, like Beast of No Nation, you see Idris was playing the stereotypical warlord. You get so. Connie, I thought maybe this guy is going to come and you know just be slashing people all over the place, but he had this very calm, cool, sinister thing to him that I that took me off guard. I thought he was going to it was going to be an over the top performance, but it wasn't. It was really just. I think it's the performance actually that really made me stay because the way Connie, Connie was portrayed in the film was very. They showed his cruelty. They showed him like the first time I think a goat refuses to sleep with him. Yeah. They show her. They show him hunger like above on a tree, and there's like fire under her. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked those. This I think he was the, his role was portrayed very in a very nuanced way. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't understated. We could still see this was a a, a, a villain, but he didn't overdo his role like most Ugandan films do. And even in the festival, you saw how the villains were. They have this very <laughs> weird way of talking. It's always over the top, you know. Mm. So I liked the performance in that. Then uh, I also liked... I liked... Uh, again, I was, going to, I was going to speak about this later, but uh, the cinematography for the film was good just because, uh, you know, people nowadays have things like drones and all that. And in a lot of the films we saw, there were a lot of drone shots. People really uh, have drones. <laughs> Drones this time. <laughs> I don't. Every transition was a drone every, shoot, you know. Now I hate transitions <laughs> no. completely. I'm like, exactly. We so, don't need. That. I know. So they also did that in this film, but it wasn't overdone. Mm. And even the times when uh, they used it, I could understand why they were using. It wasn't just for the sake of a transition it and all that. And again, it was also showing off the landscape of northern Uganda, which mm. was also very beautiful. So I liked the way it was shot showing off how this water area is actually quite beautiful beyond all this other ruckus that was going on yeah but uh besides that i also I, as i told you again i had problems with maybe just i like the story but it was maybe some of the technical stuff that i had a problem with but i really like you said mm. this film wasn't complete i think he rushed it, in the edit exactly and that's that's a, that's something mm. weird i didn't understand like because as we said before, his film showed in Zanzibar, and it won an award. Oh. You get 
So I don't understand <laughs> if that's the version that showed in Zanzibar or if that I'm not can't sure. Be. The film, there's parts where you actually don't hear, the, there's no sound exactly. of the words and exactly. you just see the subtitles. Exactly. The subtitles are even wrong yes, many times. That's the thing that then the, there's when the camera is framing on one person, the sound is clear. When it's framing on another person, mm. it's completely bad. Yeah. So there's something wrong. I think, I don't know, I don't understand also that, what That went. can't be a final cut. Me, I'm not convinced. I'm pretty sure it's... It can't it might be. be. It be. can't <laughs> possibly be. I, I refuse I, because, to because Because I don't think any filmmaker in his would actually in the biggest festival in his country would allow people to actually see something. Any film completely. person would see that their person's dialogue is not being heard. Yeah. And show it off without having pressures to show it off for some reason. Maybe he's up to something and doesn't have Again, another thing I was going to talk about later, you know, projection formats. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's the problem. Because again, you know, in our cinemas, by showing, st- showing us stuff on VLC, <laughs> you get snot. So maybe the formats also, when they're translating to maybe the screen in the cinema, maybe something goes wrong, I think. And he's looked much better yeah, than many of the other films. So I'm really it was, it was well shot. It was just maybe the issues of the sound that I had a problem with. But it was a well shot film had the compelling story i sat from start to finish mm. yeah but as i said the technical aspects and the sort of the way the title the way the title misled us a bit yeah this it, film is not yeah, about it's not about Connie. it's actually about oti and aguti trying to oti has first billing i had to make sure to see who gets the yeah. first billing and it's him so it's maybe him. the yeah. film is about him yeah but again as i said order from above i didn't really i didn't feel the order from yeah. above unless maybe he was referring to maybe OT in his situation because a lot of the times you'd see Connie giving him orders like because mm. even Connie told him that now a good my this wife of mine is in your care now if yeah. she if she gets shot I'll shoot you is it six times I think that yeah, was their line if so, she gets shot twice so you shoot, shoot yourself six, six times, times. yes yeah, so. okay so I want to start by the Connie guy mm. I do not agree with you like in the slightest I found that performance understated I get mm. what you're saying yeah. that people overdo the over the yeah. top thing. But this dude just felt like he was big, lazy at the performance. It didn't even feel like he was mm. doing it in a nuanced form. Like they told him, play Connie, but in a different way. Yeah. Do him in a way people have never seen. Be First of all, he's a lanky, skinny guy. Yeah. You think of... Pretty much like Connie. I have... Yeah. yeah. Looks, in the pictures, he's always in a big coat. Yeah. So I don't know if he's that lanky. Is he that lanky and skinny? Yeah, he's skinny. But when you look yeah. at the pictures of him, he looks like he has authority. Yeah. This dude had no authority sense in him in any scene. Like he would just do things lazily, like hold the gun. Even when he was holding a gun, it mm. felt uncomfortable for me the mm. way he was holding it. So I didn't buy him as a Connie. I actually wished we mm. had seen the other Connie film, Devil's okay. Chest, because I would want to see that, that, what their trans- version their Connie. version of Connie, Connie and how they thought he would be. And I really, I wonder if it's the over the top one. Or not? I was even thinking Ayani himself could have played Connie and done it even better. But I think I think why they picked this guy is because even there's a resemblance. I like the way they cast him. It is there. There's yeah. a resemblance. There's quite so a resemblance. He kind of actually looks like Connie, which I actually would commend because I think they actually had to get someone who would fill the role. I get that. I get that. But I found his performance mm. really lazy. Mm. I just was. I was seeing it as an actor, someone who's probably not an actor. I would put. Yeah. I would bet, and they picked him for how he looks mm. and everything. But 
he just looked like he was gliding across the set and just being lazy about it and just he had no authority like every time mm. i would look and say someone could just shoot this guy and the also problem is they didn't set up Connie yeah, exactly. in a way for him yeah. to show how feared he was yeah. as a man for you not to believe that any of the guys could have turned around and mm. shot him in the head and moved on with their lives yeah. they really didn't set it up so I didn't buy him as who he was and all those props you're saying of how they, they show his cruelty like tying her up yeah. those are all things his other people will do mm. they have this scene they have with um, where Connie is with the girl Aguti in the bedroom and he tries to be intimate with yeah, her and she, she first refuses yeah. then he glides the knife on her I felt no mm. intimidation mm. it even looked like romantic <laughs> A romantic, <laughs> a romantic thing to do with a knife or something. So I was like, oh, I'm not buying this. But I get what you're saying mm. that this felt like a nuanced performance yeah. of Connie. No, because I, I kind of didn't buy that. Yeah, way. because I feel as you're saying, if he was going to be say go for that more authoritative yeah kind of person, then he was definitely going to have to do a, more things that are over the top. Probably could he say something cruel calmly mm. though? Like he doesn't have to shout like. Mm. He could have done. I, he just never seemed cruel. No, but then those, like that line I just said of when he told him that if she gets shot twice, you shoot yourself. It's so, like it was lazy dialogue delivery. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure me that actually. It sounded real. I mean, it sounded very like I actually imagine Connie would tell I someone just that. Couldn't see how this man was feared. I wasn't buying it. I just wasn't buying it. And then. No, but I think I think the thing that probably maybe you. Why he didn't believe it was because again the film itself the scale, because mm-hmm. even Connie's soldiers I, like I think we saw twenty tops, very, very few. No, we didn't see twenty. We saw yeah, we six. Saw, <laughs> it was so few. Then there were like other abductees you get. So like I imagine with that performance now, if you had like an, a crowd of like say five hundred people actually there, maybe like when he's speaking to them and they are cheering him on and all that, that would bring it out better. But it was like this guy who is very calm and you know as you're saying he seemed lazy. Mm-hmm. With like six people in his camp, you get so it didn't see, it didn't seem as intimidating or as scary because when they're even walking the abductees, they clearly have outnumbered. These guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, why don't these guys just like revolt and beat these guys? So maybe that was the. I think the scale of the film couldn't portray Connie in that glory because when you saw that towards the end, there was like a peace talk scene whereby oh my god that peace talk was one of the worst scenes it was actually the worst scene the The arab guy who they got was a terrible actor he wasn't arab even oh he he wasn't arab they just made him cover up it was (laughs) i hated that scene that was was one of the worst scenes they had so i think that was maybe the scale of the film like i think for it to be because even you saw the the battle sequences it would be like one track you see one track and uh, the Ghanaian army has come to attack. Them. <laughs> mm, true, true. So that was maybe the thing that that's I saw. That's the best. Thing. I think production people don't have enough money. I can't. Yeah, I probably. can't. That's that's. I, I can't fault. I him. can't fault them. I believe at with all. the resources he did, mm. he did. He a did good a job. good job. He did a good job, but mm. as you're saying, in the production stuff, like we're saying, the sound aspect of it. This film is not complete. <laughs> Me, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Gave, it is not possible. Yeah. This is a rough cut. He has shown rough cuts to festivals. Yeah. He's finishing a cut. It mm. will even have better visual effects. Me, I believe that yeah. this guy has his shit together. Yeah, but he's, he's a, I, I believe he's a good director. At least he has something to say. Like, he's, and I, I, the thing again I liked about the story was compared to most of the other films, you know, which are probably like genre things. Mm-hmm. This was something that was also a bit historic. Was again, you say this devil's chest. 
so to say something like because usually we're going probably in a few years we're going to see a big hollywood movie about connie being made you know and see someone doing it now before even if it's not on that level of Mm -hmm. probably production value but see someone trying to tell that story of connie from a ugandan perspective was good to see Considering we have two movies in this year, yeah. I think there's a Kwani Renaissance yeah, for probably. now. Yeah, probably. In Uganda, <laughs> yes. there might be a few more. Do you have any more to say? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, probably, as you said, like, since the thing was called Order from Above and they kept going on about all that Lord's resistance, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, Ten Commandments. It would have been good if, I don't know, they showed us because actually I thought I was going to see how like you know Connie became Connie you get <laughs> because you know like there's that whole history like of the time they began it was not only Connie there was also Alice Lakwena you know all those okay. people she it was a bad time in Uganda there was all this religious fanaticism stuff going on yeah. so now that's when I was hoping to see how maybe Connie could have been some other guy and he was converted into this warlord wanting to take on this this cause of liberating Uganda in the name of the Holy Spirit but mm that was completely not the case and maybe next time i'm hoping maybe if someone makes another movie of connie maybe they should actually maybe show us how connie just... yeah they could show us how connie actually became connie, connie you okay. know like we want to also know that because we know the man and what he did mm-hmm. we know everyone knows that mm-hmm. but again we want to see probably what made connie connie you get that's yeah. something that would be nice in the film i know okay <laughs> Okay, now we discuss all the, all the other films we saw um, in the in the theater. Some we saw halfway yeah. and couldn't keep going. I saw two others from beginning to end. But I need to warn again: anyone who ever goes for the festival, never watch. Just pick out the films in the best film category only. Yeah. There's actually two options for best film because there's there's best feature film. Then they do film of the year but usually yeah. they just pick like three out of four out of those in best feature yeah. film and, and put, put them, them in film, film of the year. year i've never understood why they do that i think uh, one of the awards actually goes to the director i think it's the director's award uh-huh. i'm just not sure which one it is one of them then the other goes the other to one, one i think is like for the film itself like to the pro probably yeah. best film, film of the, the year. year then i think best feature film goes to like the director yes so <laughs> look at those films in that category mm. watch them only <laughs> because any film we drifted out of that category was something it was unwatchable it was completely unwatchable even by the same, same filmmaker yeah because please say his name the guy it's called dick soccer dennis dick soccer dennis yeah. had about three, three films yeah. in the festival battle for earth uh, hustle and damage so you got a glimpse of the three yeah. right and didn't the one that was nominated make a bit yeah, more sense? Yeah, Hasso. No, it was Hasso. Hasso. Hasso, yeah. Hasso made Hasso, yeah. more sense. And I'm also not sure which order he made them because mm. at least maybe you could tell there was some growth, I think. Because from Battle for mm. Earth, where it was more sci-fi and all that, it mm. was not good then <laughs> <laughs> you see as in at least the other two films you could even see even if damage was also not good you could see he had improved but a lot Timothy, damage was bad damage no, no but i think damage was bad i think me. damage was bad in the sense that it was like you know the most cliche <laughs> ugandan film you can ever imagine of like this guy in campus with all these 
girls who is banging on the side and he has a babe that kind of thing yes maybe that was why it was it was bad and it was cliche so those are, those are movies that you just switch off like switch off on but then so first tell me about butter for art what was the plot in butter for art because you saw like an hour of it uh, an hour. <laughs> I don't know if it was an hour, but anyway, Battle for Earth, it begins with this very big grand prologue whereby they are talking about how uh, some chick has powers. Actually, I think it's a group of people, and she's the only person who can stop an, an, an alien invasion that's going to happen. So, there are a lot of things that were weird with that film. Because, for one thing, I saw Stormtrooper. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Judge Lucas should come and sue people for this shit. <laughs> There was a xenomorph <laughs> from earlier. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. Anyway, uh, the visual effects weren't. I won't say that they were bad. Like they were. They were they, I saw a glimpse the, of yeah, them. Yeah, they, they were pretty good. much like the same level of Wakaliwood. You know, we like Wakaliwood movies, and it's pretty much the same level. Yeah. But that xenomorph didn't I look bad, although it was dancing to reggae. Re- there's a scene where it's <laughs> dancing to Bob Marley music in his spaceship. Like I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand that. But anyway, uh, Battle for Earth. I like that there are Ugandan filmmakers who are that ambitious, you know. Because eh? mm. if everyone is going to make, you know, these dramas, these sort of home dramas with the maid and all that, then the industry won't develop. So in power, who have the ambition, and I'll commend him for having that ambition. It's just the execution, which I had a problem with, because even the story itself was dragging. The way it was shot, also was very awful like there was a scene when i think it was like they were trying to follow like a person walking like on stairs and walking down them mm-hmm. but you could really feel like the what's it called the tripod stand the head mm-hmm. had been tied too tight so like when the guy would yeah. move the camera you'd really see the vibration like in the image also for every time he, he would has it. that problem even yeah. in hustle it's yeah. almost it's shaky cam yeah, the think, entire no, film i think it's his cinematographer no shaky cam i saw it in hustle maybe it works for like the fight scenes he, i don't think he was doing mm. it for he wasn't doing it for fight scenes like people were walking Through on the road the, yeah and the camera was shaking yeah. so there was a problem anyway, so i think I'll maybe continue. his cinematographer has to they have to put he has to put in some more work in that but then i like that he did the genre film sci-fi had all these grand ideas then even like earth earth had two moons which you could see like from you know like in star wars you can see like two other moons like on a planet it was the same thing i know i know like and even even his grading was like to the whole sci-fi thing it was that bluish look and everything Mm -hmm. so at least he had the ambition and i'll commend him for that but the film itself i won't say it was great to watch i didn't finish it The other film of his we saw was what again? That was oh, Hustle. let me talk about Hustle because mm. I saw Hustle from the beginning to yeah. end. So Hustle is a gangster flick. It's about campus girls and boys. Yeah. They are they are like a, a gangster group. They are hustlers. Yeah. That's it. They are yeah. really big hustlers. So the film starts with them plotting. They act, he actually has a cold opening. I think this boy watches a lot of movies. He does watch a he lot does of watch movies because <laughs> he has a cold open and it's two girls walking across the street. And one of them is robbed. Yeah. But the second girl is part of them. Like, she's part mm. of the crew. So they robbed the girl. Then we find out they robbed her tuition. So it yeah. was planned out. It was planned. They, and this chick betrayed her because yeah. she told them this chick has so tuition. tuition uh-huh. So that cold open happens. Then they go through credits. He had some interesting credits. Mm. <laughs> he didn't oh. do it. He, oh, they? they were... Um, I th- did you see the end credits? You didn't see the end credits. It was just... The color scheme he had it was black and white ish mm. and then he like would do 
the focus of a gun. You know that red thing yeah, the, where you focus on a gun? The, then the, the target uh, yeah. of a gun would look, have it on the face of, of, of one of the characters. Then on the side, it would have a red bloody thing of their name. Mm, and it was moving in interesting yeah. ways. I'm like, oh, this is mm, cute. He has yeah. really put effort. So this boy must watch a ton of films. Because yeah, I think he tries to employ genre, at least in those two films. He that one, uh, completely. Because yeah. he's really employing genre in yeah. this because these are gangsters and he even puts the whole family thing. Yeah. Although he did it partly. Yeah, again, even another thing I saw is that in, again, in his pursuit for genre, I think again, he, even his actors, he tries to push them to act a particular kind of way, the way you've seen probably movies you get. Which uh, again which came off like... Mm-hmm. Like if you watch Battle for Earth and you see it, like you can really see the way, like when someone is like on the computer, like say you know Avengers, you're talking to people who are somewhere else, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and they're trying to like talk oh. all cool American, oh. which just seems really not Ugandan and fake, and it's even the post accents are not, un-Ugandan. you know. Eh? So yeah. that that was a problem I saw. Like in his pursuit, he tried to maybe Americanize things a bit, and I wonder kind if of I would I would well. probably have that problem. Yeah, no, Maybe but he's being over-influenced. I think that's another thing I was going to talk about later. Like, I don't know, language in our films. I think after at least after I've watched, I think I think I understand like using English. It's, it's a big, it makes some actors' performances completely. There's an authenticity when a person speaks. When you hear a person speaking in their mother tongue, it's and very, very authentic. authentic. And then they're trying to speak in English and, you know, the Queen's language and all that. So I think it's something even him probably even his film could have probably been better if it was say in Uganda you know because performances would be a lot more natural you get so that's something you know, people should that English thing mm. even people who you see are English speakers yeah, exactly, every day yeah. they just yes. translate weird on the screen and I think it's because we've watched so many like western movies and yeah. we now know what those movies are so when a person is trying to like pull off a similar scene in and them, in, in, that in English, English in, yes. And in the Ugandans, it's just not it the same. Work. You get it doesn't work. It so that's something people work. actually need to look at, and the language you lose, use in your film, because I don't think you see a French film, or like even you saw the Kony film. It was in, it was in, was it in like Acholi? Yeah, it was mostly in Acholi. Almost all of Very it. few scenes in, in English, English, and it did really yeah, well. Exactly. At least do mix it, but yeah, mix, mix it, it and yeah. have the 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 the, the local language. Be yeah. the dominant language, maybe it, it really helps. It helps with the actor's performance because they yeah. are more comfortable speaking their lines and mm. portraying the emotion. Oh, I forgot to say, mm. Tim is a director, so he knows this stuff. Anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, so like I said, hustle. They're hustling. So we see the story of these people. Then some, they want to do their last deal. It reminded me of Italian job mm. and badge. Like we've done our deal, but then guys are like, "This is our last That's deal," fine. but. Some want to leave, others don't want to leave. So that's when we begin to see these people's separate lives. One of them is a couple, another one has a little sister and she has a family to take off, take care of. One the one of the boy leaders has a girlfriend at school and yeah, that's those are mostly the main characters. Yeah. Halfway there's some gangster chick that comes. I don't think I'll talk about yeah. but she, you saw her. I saw some her. random gangster chick who was who was dressed yeah, skimpily yeah. all the time. She had smoking a cigarette. Though. Just I she was smoking gun. the cigarette badly. Like it didn't even look. <laughs> it just didn't look right. I was like, man. Oh my god. Anyway, the story mostly focuses on the chick who has a boyfriend. She was called Christy, actually. The chick who has a boyfriend because she really wants to leave. And she has this whole conundrum where she still goes. At, she wants to leave the main group, but she still schemes to have a robbery with the other chick with the family. Yeah. 
and it causes some whole ruckus where the main guy is angry. I really think I may have not picked up the plot so yeah. well, but he gets angry with her and calls her over and inst- forces one of the chicks to call her over or he'll, he will kill her daughter. Yeah. Like, why didn't tra- translate his, why do you need, why can't you go and look for her and just talk to her? It's yeah. not like she's hiding. Yeah. But he threatened the life of the other chick's chick, chick, sister. There's That's sister. not the child. Yeah, he, her little sister. Ah. The other chick's little sister. Because of something like that, that's why I'm like, are the stakes higher than I've, I've really known? Mm-hmm. But he does that and calls her over and raps her. There's a rap scene in the movie. Uh, you don't actually see it. But yeah. he first, we first find out, the chick first tells him, I know you have AIDS. He's like, yes, I have AIDS, so I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, Ugh. she mm-hmm. just resists and he's like, now I'm real going to give you AIDS. He doesn't say that, but he, he then does he, say? he just says, now it, I think now I'll like ruin your life forever, something like that. What kills me about the rape scene is where it happens. Mm-hmm. We're outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at an electricity pole where you have the view of the city. Yeah. There's, there's, I think I saw, it's like a Karura area. You don't really see people passing around, but it's broad daylight mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah. And then he just unzips his pants and, and he, 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 she act- actively says, her boyfriend shows up and he says, he raped me, so he mm-hmm. raped her. Then that's when the film turns into a revenge story because mm. now the chick goes on revenge. Before she goes on her revenge, this um, someone comes and shoots the chick who has a sister. Yeah. I can't remember who or why, but someone comes and shoots her. Then the most dramatic thing happens. The sister comes over. The sister comes over to, like, I think maybe they were together. And then she's walking away sad because she has just seen her sister dead. And a taxi comes and knocks her. Mm. In that moment, there was the worst visual effect error I've ever seen mm. because the wall moves. And the, mo- the wall behind. <laughs> the, the wall behind does a, a random movement, so there was a bad visual effects error in that exact moment mm. of punching. So the scene where you people walked in, you and Nick walked in mm. to watch the film, is when you see that little sister has been knocked, yeah. and you see the lead character who who had a boyfriend. She has no real connection with that little girl. Mm. She even wasn't friends with the sister. Yeah. But then the film makes it so emotional at the end. Actually, it rides entirely yeah. on her emotion. It's the closing scene, last image scene. of her emotions depressed that this kid has died. died. She didn't shed a tear for that girl dying. Yeah. They didn't even show us the scene of her finding the girl yeah. or the dead sister. So that scene made no sense. Yeah. You see, this guy is really playing with genre, but... Things are things. not really yeah. tying together, together yeah. well. That was one of the better... The best films. One of the best films <laughs> we saw. I really think... All, I, I think all those films that are nominated for best mm. film, they have something yeah. to them. They really have mm. something to... It's a shame I've seen only three. I would have wanted to see all of them. All of them. They have something. This festival is so much better than last year's. Mm. I can't say that enough. Mm. Way better experience. Um, Let me talk about the last film I saw. Then maybe you can tell us a glimpse of Omogole. <laughs> yeah, the masterpiece. <laughs> uh, the, sec- the, the third film I saw was called The Torture. I saw it today morning. And it's what you'd expect it to be. It's about torture. It's by Mulindra Richard. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? Yeah, he won. Didn't he win? He had, I think he won Best Film and Best Director last year. Oh, really? I think in total, probably last year, he's one who took the most money He's from the guy of yeah. Freedom. Freedom, yeah. 
So he's oh, the guy who I'm glad I've seen that film of yeah. you. Anyway, so the torture is about um a jealous ex-boyfriend torturing his girlfriend, mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend. And um it's a very typical Ugandan story. It's a guy who had a lot of money who's dating a girl on campus. I can't say this yeah, enough. The, Stories the of campus girls are not lacking in this industry. There are too many. They're actually too many and they need to mm. be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> because they're really, really looking so badly upon these girls. And it's always that dude's doing this story. Yeah, so it's coming it's from not, the guy's yeah. angle. Anyway. So it's a it's, he he was he's an older guy, he has a lot of money, he's living with her. So it's come his his jealousy has come up to this place because he used to spend so much on her. He used to pay her tuition. He used to buy her a lot of things. He would even help his mom, her mom. We find out all this while he's torturing her. And then she starts seeing someone else. They keep going, dating back to this graduation day. He keeps saying, like, on graduation day, how could you do that to me? I think her showing up with this mm. boy. And he's a pretty boy. <laughs> they, they, they cast oh, the guy, the, the main the, guy. No, 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 no. The guy, the guy she, she went with, to, yeah. back to. Mm. Yeah. So the whole story is mostly about him really torturing her. This chick has a very good crying face. That was the best thing about it. Mm. She has very good reaction to the torture. And because you know we're not seeing the torture, so they're basically not doing it. But yeah. she has a What's very believable did you... I didn't pick up her name. Yeah. I don't see the 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 pic the image for best this actress, actress nominees. I so I hope it. she's one of them because yeah. she did a really good job. She was mm. the best thing. And the best thing about it is how different she looked from when she was being tortured and when they flashback not mm. exactly flashbacks, but they go back to the scenes before of them when they were happy. She's very different things, and he did a good job of even making her hair different. You know these people, like yeah, in Hustle, someone would have a big blowout, and then I think they would forget to put the blood back on them. Yeah. Those continuity issues. Yeah, 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 he yeah, doesn't yeah. have those issues through this mm. film. There's no issue, even is with the blood scenes. Like if blood is here, it will stay there. Yeah. He changes his shirt. He remains the same. Those errors were not there. This guy is. He was competent. He, he's <laughs> competent. He really has something to him. Yeah. So. But anyway, long story short, yeah, we go through the whole torture. They do callbacks of their relationship. Then this the pretty boy comes comes and saves her, but he's killed. Although one thing I have to point out, which was my biggest problem with this thing, so the pretty boy is killed. But then after, as soon as he's dead, police they show the aftermath scene, like her coming out, them imprisoning him, yeah. her coming out and crying herself to tears. We don't know who called the police or if he came with the police. But my issue is they did an audio. You know that audio, the what's the what's the thing that the thing that the recorder, the walkie talkies when when police people are talking. Oh yeah, uh-huh. those radio calls. But things. there were white people voices oh, over the phone. O- no, over the like, call thing. Like you know how someone like this and this and this over then and speaks again. Oh. Yes. yes, they were white people voices, yes. so they picked them from the internet and put them there, put them there. as a background them. thing. They didn't. Re- they they could have recorded that. And stuff. I remember Gary had a scene where there yeah. was someone was recording. It's like a radio voice. Yeah. You you just need it to sound like a yeah. radio thing. Yeah. It's actually it's just the sound yeah, of a just, radio. Yeah, you just actually can even like if you can put a filter on like just yeah, you can just dialogue sh- and to have that just to have yeah, that effect. That. But it was white people voices and them saying white things. Mm. Oh my god, it took me out of the moment completely. But otherwise, solid film. Okay. Solid, solid film. Um, what were the other films you saw? Huh. Uh, <laughs> the first one I saw actually, the very first when I went there Tuesday morning at Akashi actually was 
Omugole Mumatiga, I think that's the title. <laughs> I don't know if my, my Uganda is good. I think it's Bride in Conflict or something, the translation. <laughs> or Bride in Crisis. So, like, when I enter this thing, like, at first I thought they were, like, showing somebody's quangula. Like, <laughs> it looked like, you know, a, a real, you know, a, videogra- a videographer thing. Like, someone just recorded an actual event. Mm. Then I first sat down and I began watching. And then I actually began seeing the comedy and this shit. <laughs> Technically, I won't say it's a polished film because mm. as i've said it was like you know a, a wedding a wedding thing basically but the story because the, the whole idea was basically it was surrounding uh it was about this whole kwanjula thing people have to do yes. it's very prominent in our culture here yes, in Uganda. Yes, yes. so it's basically a kwanjula with you know that comedic twist <laughs> they just try to find and try, they just try to put comedy into anything they can like Save the chicks who are like you know they bring out babes like say like I think in Baganda or even the West. Yes, they bring, they bring out, out babes like first to walk, to walk and yes. you know first come then the scissors can go. The bride is not here, <laughs> so like these babes would just be dancing weird stuff like it was off. Then even the the, the dialogue between like you know Israel, like an interpreter you know someone who is representing this family mm-hmm. then they're like the that family sits that side these guys sit here then they keep talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. And guys were just cracking jokes. <laughs> and it was just very weird. But the thing I had about was because this thing was actually, it was, I think maybe, maybe the guy had the idea. Maybe he was trying to satirize, you know, our, this whole thing, like, you know, culture, uh, basically, quantity, maybe, which is like, I really maybe it was the so. thing he was going for. Mm-hmm. Because actually, there's some passages which were legit funny, like, people were just doing weird stuff. <laughs> Imagine when you're Kwanjula, they even bring like nurses from the hospital <laughs> to come and confirm that you don't have like AIDS or syphilis or any of that stuff. It was just funny. Really. Oh so, God. of course, the movie, again, as I said, technically very weird. There's a part where I saw like the actual boom. Then the mic dipped into the frame. I'm like, good. What, what, what's happening? Then the camera work also. Mm. Even the editing is a part I could see where. I think when they were rendering the whole video, the edit, the track, basically, mm. there was a gap. So, like, in oh, the middle wow. of the movie, you could see, like, there was a thing where, like, the software words, then the movie continues, and I was like... We see the software words in Kony, Kony also, from above yeah. also. So, there's there's a there, were, there was that issue, but as the first film watching, at least it... Mm-hmm. It, How does it I think end? it softens because you saw the ending. Yeah, the, no, the, actually, the whole ending thing actually just ends with the bride thinking, but everyone else, like the people who had come from the girl side or the babe side, actually now have zips with themselves. Like the babes <laughs> who haven't been married yet, <laughs> the ones who have zips. That was, it was just weird. Oh. And it was short. I think it was like one hour, probably ten <laughs> minutes or one hour only, but. By some guy called Serum Kuma, but uh, production value waste was not there. It was that probably guys just actually recorded an actual wedding where this Katumba happened and they just made the film out of it. But anyway, I told you before that uh, when I was reading about the festival before I went for it, they were saying it's to say that they were submitted. 125 films, <laughs> which I think is a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> not too, I don't think, because uh, from what I've seen, like judging from the best stuff at the festival mm-hmm. and the other stuff I've seen, like I don't think there are 125 films <laughs> that were submitted. Because honestly, those could have been the best of 125. I don't see the 125 film. <laughs> What are all those I don't, I don't know what films. I think they lied me because even now same movie like Battle for Earth is an old film because 
I think I first saw a trailer for that thing like in 2014. Oh, really? It was, it was already out. I saw it like so a you can theater. submit at any time. That's the thing. So I don't know how current, if these movies were made last year, this mm. year, or if someone brought his movie from like 2011. <laughs> like, man, I've got a chance to festival. <laughs> Let me go and show guys my stuff. You know, I find the guys oh, have made a movie God. since like 2009 and mm. is now. But anyway, that was one thing I think. The selection. I don't know if the people who are selecting are also competent enough. You may find they are like suits in UCC who are just they definitely we don't have the guild. We don't have the guild. A proper from guild. UCC. Yeah. But what do the suits appreciate? Exactly. And I think the suits go by the hype also. I think they'll just see what got the best reception. Oh, the, I think connections. If you have, you know, like, this I know guy, this guy. Yeah, he has Will made a film. One last yeah. Bring, thing bring must another be film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. You get. Yeah. So, I think they should. And even another thing has been to like they invest the festival is good and they invest money cash prize they all really that. invest some cash but again you should do a bit more for actual filmmakers before the films are even come to the festival because mm. i think they're squeezing they yeah, even worse yeah that's the thing because they should actually really like trend but then, then this year they didn't show a film in the theater the national theater yeah that's that's again another that thing. was weird because it's the Ugandan National Theatre. Because again, you know, UCC has always had this talk of, you know, we want sixty percent Ugandan content on TV. We want, you know, Ugandan films in the cinema. What are you actually there? doing? Like, you can't organize a festival. Okay, yeah, Ugandan films ruled Ugandan cinemas for three days, but then <laughs> after that, tomorrow people are going to go back to their their Hollywood movies. No one is ever going to probably watch a Ugandan, <sighs> Ugandan film until next year. You get. I wish they would tell these guys that they must let people premiere their things mm. and at a subsidized yeah, exactly, price. Exactly, yeah. It should be a must, It should actually. be a must and it should and be it at should a be subsidized... And it should be multiple locations. Like, if you're going to premiere, you can actually organize to have Akashia, Cinemax, also They should movie. really set such rules. It makes yeah. no sense. You applaud yourself for yeah. one week of work. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Like, it's like, your whole basically as a filmmaker in Uganda, your whole career, okay, your whole year, all the work you've done is only these three days where you get some appreciation. After this, Super you go sense. back and wait for next year. So, mm. UCC also, we appreciate the festival and all that, but they should also do a bit more to help filmmakers themselves, help them with their budgets, subsidize, help them push their movies out there, make sure their movies are on TV, yeah. not just in the cinema. Over a three-day period in the middle of the year, you get. Mm. So that's something we should also look into. I don't think any of them listen to the podcast. No though. chance, no <laughs> chance. Yeah. But for the record, this was a much better experience than the many times the other two times that I've gone. The first time, I think I saw only one film yeah. because it was very annoying. You would go at the time that was located for the film, and the theaters weren't yeah. showing the films. This time, they have the UCC people right there. The films start at the exact time <laughs> that they're supposed to start. There's people keeping things yeah. in check. And now that I have my shit together, now I know which films yeah, to exactly. see. I'm no longer going and just seeing Omogole Mumatiga. You go with a bit more focus. You go for... with more focus. And the show, the turn up is much better. But that's the weird thing. The promotion wasn't as much this year. It wasn't as much. Because I remember last the year there was on TV. Really? Advertised. UCC and last year I was, in the, I was in the theater alone two of the films. Exactly. I don't know. I think maybe the industry is picking up. Yeah, maybe. Maybe people are beginning to pay attention to... 
I have some regrets. I wish I had seen an Aaron's Well Alone film. Yeah, both of them. Didn't see either. Yeah, yeah, yeah breaking, breaking on Man in a Hole. I wish I had seen uh, Over the Shadows. What? Uh, Don- Heartbroken Shadows. Heartbroken Shadows. Bill I wish I had seen Dawn of Oppression. Oppression, but yeah. I wish I'd seen Devil's Chest. Devil's That's what chest. my biggest regret, actually. Because yeah. I, I met someone who was on the production and they had a lot of interesting stories about it. Okay, what else? Um, I think that's that. Because me, that has seems, been our episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening. This is Cinema Red Pill. Oh, and it's our anniversary one year. This was fun. Watching the films was hectic. This made it all worth it. Thank you, Timothy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Watch films, listen, everything.